Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Here's the staff to Riley's. He drops back. Blue Chiefs looking for Everly. He's throwing. Going to the end zone. Now McDavid walks in right circle. Back to Everly. Touchdown, Eskimo. One-timer score. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Got an Oilers game coming up tomorrow. They had a pretty energetic practice today. They will face the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. We'll have it for you on 6.30. Chad, the face-off show at 6.30. The game will start at 8. Final home game before Christmas for the Oilers. Three-game road trip Monday, Wednesday, Friday coming up. NHL action tonight. The Lightning on the road to face the Canucks. That one doesn't start until 8. The Flames will host the Blue Jackets. The Hurricanes lead the Capitals 1-0 late in the first the San Jose Sharks already up 3-0 on Montreal. The game is only 14 minutes old. Kings and Penguins scoreless early in the second period. Islanders lead the Sabres 1-0 early in the second period. Panthers and Avalanche still to come. We'll keep you updated on those games. The Edmonton Oil Kings at home tonight to the Lethbridge Hurricanes. That one starts in an hour. Thanks for tuning in at 6.07. It's Inside Sports on 6.30, Ched. My name is Reed Wilkins. Matt Dunnigan coming up later tonight. You'll hear comments from Todd McClellan as uh, he has pretty high hopes for his team after today's practice. They did a lot more detailed work. You'll hear some of those specific comments, but I want to launch right into it tonight with one of the greats of all time, Hockey Hall of Famer, now a radio analyst with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It is Phil Esposito. Phil, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate your time. You know, people enjoyed the interview we did so much in the summer. They said, you got to get Phil Esposito on again, so I'm glad to have you on again. So you 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 got a following still in Edmonton, Phil. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good. That's that's all right. That's too cold for me now. Oh, it's not too bad. We just put a jacket and a toque on, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the summer, we talked about your golf game. Are you golfing year round? Are you still golfing in December? I do. Yeah. I play twice a twice a week, and uh, with same group, we have a lot of laughs and. We have some fun. We're not that serious about it, and that's the way I like it. Good stuff. Hey, uh, we got Tampa Bay thring, uh, swinging through the West here. They're going to play the Oilers tomorrow night. Uh, you know, it was t- uh-huh. tough about a month ago because Steven Stamkos went down with a with a long term injury. Phil, how, right. how do you, how do you see the Lightning dealing with uh, life without Stamkos? He's obviously a pretty important player. Well, they've got to deal with it. Uh, this is the third year in a row that Steve has been hurt. The first year he broke his leg. He was gone. The Lightning did pretty well. The uh, second year he had the blood clot when we went to the finals. 
And you know what? The team did pretty well. They fared okay. Last year, you know, we went to the, I guess, the conference finals, lost to Pittsburgh in seven games, and Stammer came back. Stamkos came back and played just the last game. But he wasn't 100%. There's no doubt about that. But, hey, listen, you've got to deal with injuries in, in this game. And there seems to be more injuries now than ever before. Um, and uh, the th thing that surprises me is these guys are supposed to be in such great shape. Why the hell are they getting hurt all the time? So what do you think's happening? You think that the stars are getting picked on? Do you think it's uh, no? The I personally think on? it's the equipment. Yeah. I personally think it's the equipment. That's what I think. I think they got too much of this equipment that is is lethal weapons. You give a guy an elbow with that elbow pads, he's going to be gone. You hit him with your shoulder in the jaw, he's going to be gone. And there's no doubt about that. And these guys are much faster now because there's no interference. You can't interfere in a guy. You can't hold him up a little bit. So they're just going faster. And they're bigger. There's no doubt about that. They're bigger. And, uh, you know, nobody's going to tell me that Cornway couldn't skate as fast as some of these guys, without a doubt. And so could Bobby Orr. And so could Bobby Hull. I can go on and name a few more guys. But for the most part, all these guys have to skate well. And without the interference and without and with the equipment they got, everybody blocked shot. I showed my grandson my shin pads that I wore when I played, because I still have them. He says, they look like paper mache. I says, well, that's right. I said, when we blocked the shot, it was by accident. Because the goaltender, we didn't ask him to score. <laughs> so we scored. The goalie stops it. That was the way it was. So you don't remember, were there any guys who prided themselves on blocking shots when you played? Well, yeah, uh, Donnie on the Bruins, Donnie Aury, Gary Doak used to block shots, and they did a good job. They did a real good job of that. They knew when to go down. I remember Al Arbor. I played against him a little bit, Al Arbor, um, and he dropped shots, all, uh, blocked shots a lot. There were guys, but they knew what to do, when to go down, how to do it. Everybody just gets in front of everything now, and that's all right. It's because of the equipment, and uh, you know, but they get hurt in the ankles and every place else. Yeah. Well, Ryan Nugent Hopkins broke his hand blocking a shot last year for there you go. the Edmonton Oilers. And, and, and you know what? The other thing is the, the sticks. Those sticks, yeah, they make you probably increase the shot would you say maybe 10 miles an hour faster? Mm -hmm. Maybe even more. I don't know. And then they break. They break at the most inopportune times. I just bought my grandson six sticks, cost me $1,800. I said, what are you kidding me? I never bought sticks before in my life. <laughs> Except for when I was a kid. Uh, I mean, where does it stop? Where does it stop? I don't know. So how long would a stick last, or how many sticks would you use in a season when, when you played for the Bruins and the Rangers? If I used six, it was a lot. Really? Yep. Wow. Because I had a Northline Pro. It was as heavy as I could get it. It was, uh, the shaft was pretty stiff, and the blade was as big as I could have because the blade was more like a goaltender's blade 
than a stick because my idea was, well, I handle a puck maybe 70, 80 times in a game, and I get maybe three or four shots in a game. So I felt uh, I'll take away from the shot a little bit because if I put it on a certain spot, I don't give a damn who the goalie was. He wasn't going to stop it. Right. And uh, that's all I had to do is shoot it about 80 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, and he couldn't move quick enough to stop it. So all these things, for me, that's what I thought, you know. And with the puck, the way it bounces now, it even bounces more now than it it did before. So um, I don't know. The game is so much quicker, though, for sure, than when we played. And these guys are talented. They are talented, boy. Phil Esposito joining us tonight. I mean, we got one of the most talented guys in the league. We get to watch night after night. Connor McDavid. I know you're a lucky guy. I saw him in the. I saw him at the World Cup, and I I was impressed by the way he went through the neutral zone. There was only one other guy that I ever saw go through the neutral zone that quick, and that was Bobby Orr. And um, and this kid Carlson, that plays for Ottawa, goes through that neutral zone pretty quick too. But this is that first time I've ever seen a a forward that can go through that neutral zone so quickly and turn on the speed so much. He's a heck of a player. He really is. Uh, maybe turn out to be one of the greatest ones, and here you go. Edmonton gets another one. Well, we were lucky to win that lottery. Connor had a bit well, of a... Well, you had it for six years in a row. <laughs> hey, only four out of six, Phil. Slow down. Oh, well, excuse me for that. <laughs> if you didn't finally pick the right one, jeez. <laughs> He uh, Connor had a bit of, of course, a. Of though Ray Charles could have picked Connor McDavid. Well, that's oh, a good. L- 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 what is it, Lanny? Patrick Lanny for Winnipeg. Yeah, he's a pretty good one too. Did you see Charles him, Matthews? Did you see Lanny score in his own net here in Edmonton last weekend? I did not. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> tough <laughs> one for the kid. We've all done it. <laughs> Yo, you you couldn't have ever done it, Phil. I did it in an All Star game. What in happened? overtime. Oh, what happened? I put it in the net beside, behind Billy Smith on our own team. And then after Billy says, what the hell are you doing back here? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just instinct, eh? You just shot it in? No, I d- deflected a perfect deflection. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, at least Billy didn't slash you. At least maybe not at that, no, that game. Well, it was an all-star game. And <laughs> at least we tried in an all-star game, not like they do now. Yeah. Uh, I just want to ask you, McDavid had a bit of a, uh, a showdown there with uh, Brandon Manning for the Philadelphia Flyers. There's some bad blood between those two players. Was there a guy who always got under your skin or bugged you when you played or was just a real agitator? Everybody on the other team <laughs> bugged me. Okay, everybody. Didn't make a difference. Uh, look, some guys are one of those guys that do that. that I remember Terry Harper who played for Montreal and then Los Angeles. He used to aggravate me all the time because he would always clutch and grab and hold on. And uh, that that would aggravate me. But, nah, you know, the guys did what they had to do to play, and if you couldn't handle it, then get out of the game. Well, and there's a lot of talk these days about star players. Are they protected? Do we need more fighting coming back in? And are they targeted? I mean, I'm sure... Wait a minute. You're never going to get more fighting coming back in with helmets, face guards, and all that other stuff. You're not. So uh, protect them? No. They've got to protect themselves. 
that's just the way it is. I, I don't agree that you're protected. Now, years ago, there were the, the, the tough guys that would protect. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no doubt, but they were allowed to protect themselves. You're not allowed to protect yourself now in the game. If a guy comes charging at you, in our day, you put the stick up and you made him meet it. You know? Nowadays, you do that, you get the penalty. So what do you do? Your natural reaction is to turn your body. And when you turn your body, what, they nail you and bingo, you go into the boards. Why don't they allow the guys to protect themselves? I don't understand that rule. I'll never understand it. Yeah, for sure. Phil, you've been very generous with your time. It'll be fun watching these two teams go at it tomorrow night, and I hope we can do this again down the road. It's always great to have you. You got it. Okay, man. No problem, Reed. Thanks a lot. Phil Esposito checking in tonight. Radio analyst with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Heck, he started the franchise. Doesn't uh, doesn't travel with the team, so he's not here on the West Coast swing. He does all the home games and uh, watches the road games on TV. Fun to have him on the show. You can text 630-630, the phone number 780-496-0063. That's, uh, that's his summary for how the stars can be protected in the NHL. Protect yourself. Let guys get their stick up in the face of a potential body checker. That'll get guys to lay off a little bit. So uh, certainly I think he's right. Probably there's not going to be more fighting when it comes to that. I don't think there's going to be the enforcers coming back to the the extent that existed. So Phil says you got to let guys protect themselves and you got to let them do it with a stick. That's his take on that. Great to have uh, Phil on the show, Lightning and Oilers, tomorrow on 6.30 Chet. All right, I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports. You'll hear a little bit from Todd McClellan as we roll along as the Oilers got back to practice. He has a theory on why the Oilers have been better on the road than they have on home ice. That's when we get back. This year, 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous will make Christmas dreams come true for more than 25,000 less fortunate kids. You can drop off a new toy at any shopping center, Costco, Toys R Us, or Canadian Time, or at Santa's Warehouse, the Jerry Forbes Center at 121-2268 Street. Great to have Phil Esposito on the show. Got a few texts from people who enjoyed the interview. Thanks a lot for listening tonight. It's Inside Sports. My name is Reed Wilkins, 630 Ched, your play-by-play voice of the Oilers and Eskimos. By the way, you ever uh, miss anything on the show or want to go back and listen again, you can always go sign up for the Inside Sports podcast on iTunes or uh, just go to the Inside Sports page on 630Ched.com. Had a fun show last night uh, as well. We had Justin Sorensen in studio. We had Kelly Rudy on. We had Sid Smith told an incredible story about uh, interviewing Alan Thicke when he was a 19-year-old radio jock in Kirkland Lake, Ontario. Both Sid Smith and Alan Thicke from Kirkland Lake. We had comedian Paul Meyerhog on the show last night. That was pretty fun as well. Still ahead tonight, Matt Dunnigan will drop in, former Eskimos quarterback, going to talk a little bit about concussions. That's something that's uh, affected Matt pretty heavily as he's uh, gone through his football career and his life after football. And we'll have another Heroes of 2016 segment with Olympic bronze medalist in women's rugby sevens, Jen Kish, going to be in studio between 7.30 and 8. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Edmonton Oilers back on the ice today. 
They uh, split up for a bit, actually. They had the power play over on the community rink, other guys on the main Rogers place ice. Then they all got together, worked pretty hard, practiced longer than usual, a little more physical than usual, not in terms of like huge body checks, but a little more battling and stuff like that. And uh, head coach Todd McClellan believes that this will indeed help as they move along. Can we take today's practice and implement some of the things that we've worked on and polished up and come away with a good performance tomorrow? And I believe we can. I'll be disappointed if we don't. We're fresh. Um, we're energized. I've told the players that yesterday already. We're fresh, we're energized, and we got to polish some things up. You never get enough time. Um, there's always things that you leave out, but it felt different today coming off the ice. We haven't had that. We. You know, it can be a drag for coaches even to get out and practice, but today felt good um, to have a full hour and, and work on some things that we needed to. In the past, they've been able to, to capture some of those, um, those areas that you focused on. I expect us to be better in the ones that we worked on. All right, so that's head coach Todd McClellan, and he, he spoke yesterday as well a lot about game management and... He was asked today about the home versus away record. I mean, they're eight, five, and four on the road. Pretty good. Only seven, seven, and one at home. I don't think we check as well at home. And, uh, you know, that was part of our meeting yesterday with the players. It's, it's doing some things that aren't measurable, aren't recognizable, don't go in the stat sheet, um, giving up five or ten seconds on the shift length. Um, you know, getting a puck out in a, in a dangerous area, supporting a pile on the D side instead of the O side. There's nobody in the league that marks those. Even the analytics people aren't marking those types of things. But when you seriously go back and watch the game, um, you can see the little things that make a big difference. And I think we have a tendency to do those better on the road than at home. Well, I think he makes a good point, and he, there he listed off three things you can watch for specifically tomorrow. Shift length. Are you willing to sacrifice five or ten seconds to get a fresh teammate on the ice? On the ice. Do you get the puck out in dangerous areas? Rob and I have talked after games. Watch what happens just inside the Oilers' defensive blue line. If they're playing well, they generally win those battles and get it out. If they're not, they generally allow the other team to keep it in. And are you on the right side of the pile, D side or O side? you got to be on the D side to be a little safer, a little more responsible. A little more from McClellan as we move along. Matt Dunnigan coming up. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Connor McDavid. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Benoit Pouliot. Jordan Everly here. This is Mark Latestu. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers. Help bring Christmas to thousands of kids. Please support 630 Ched, Santa's Anonymous. Yesterday visited a uh, variety of uh, medical institutions around the city. Stollery, Glenrose, Ronald McDonald Health, just to name uh, a few, as they went out and did some good deeds and visiting in this uh, holiday season. I'll have more on that on tomorrow's uh, face-off show with Mark Letestu. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630. Chet Kellen Kennedy is our studio producer on this fine Friday evening. Kellen, old boy, how are you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself, Reed? How's your Christmas shopping going? Uh, I'm good. I don't. I don't have that many people to buy for, or maybe I. Same just, here. I'm just not that thoughtful, and I should buy for more people. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going okay. How's yours? Good. Almost done. All right. Did you enjoy the Phil Esposito interview? Oh. 
Anytime we get that legend on our show, it's amazing. It's must-listen to radio. It'll he's, be, uh, he's not afraid to tell you what he thinks. That's good. And if you're just tuning in and you missed it, it'll be up uh, probably halfway next hour on the Chad website. It takes me about 15, 20 minutes to turn that around at the end of the hour. Well, because so. you got to rewind the tape and then splice it. And splice and it, it up and edit it, it and everything. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got the Oilers game coming up tomorrow night. Oilers games next uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll keep you updated on the Oil Kings game tonight. There, there was something I uh, I wanted to talk about a bit last night. Didn't didn't get to it, but it, it's worth bringing up. And Kellen, you probably saw this. Craig mm. Sager passed away. Yes, long time. Uh, NBA sideline reporter. He was with uh, with TNT, known for his flamboyant and sometimes outrageous uh, sideline outfits, and just one of those guys that was was very unique, very easy to watch and mm-hmm. and to listen to, and at least for me watching him, anyway, not overbearing. I mean, you see, you have some broadcasters who they they certainly stand out, but sometimes in a way where they, they, it gets old pretty quick. It, to me, it never did with Sager because he was always very down to earth and and he you know he he enjoyed the flamboyant clothes, but he kind of made it his his trademark and he and he got known for that. And sometimes even players would comment on his wardrobe in the middle of sideline interviews. What do you plan to do after the All-Star game to get better? Buy you a new jacket. What's wrong with this one? That's horrible. No, you know what that is? That's horror awful. That's horrible and awful mixed together. Horror awful. Little bit of uh, little bit of Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> from a few years ago. That's where the horror awful comes comes from. Commenting on on Sager's jacket, he passed away at the age of uh, sixty five after a battle of cancer. was was going through that for the last two or three years. He he was uh, ill, took some time off, and then he returned to work uh, work in the sidelines. And one of his his foils throughout the years was Greg Popovich, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Who I don't know if is necessarily a fan of interviews and especially in game interviews. He would always sort of uh, do them against his will. But here's one between uh, Sager and Popovich shortly after Sager returned. Welcome back to Memphis. I'm here with San Antonio coach Greg Popovich. Are we on? Yes, we are. I got to honestly tell you, this is the first time I've enjoyed doing this ridiculous interview we're required to do. And it's because you're here and you're back with us. Welcome back, baby. Well, thank you very much. I lay in the hospital for months hoping to do this again. Now, ask me a couple of inane questions. Okay, with less than four minutes to go in this game, you bench your entire, in the first quarter, bench your entire first unit. Was that back-to-back, or are you upset with the way no, they played? No, they were playing like crap, so we put in different guys. You'd have done the same thing. You're shooting under 35%. Are you happy with the shot selection? Happy? No, you never... Am I happy? No, I've heard that before. Craig, come on, get I'm back to the swing of things. You too, baby, love you. <laughs> All right, so yeah, definitely a unique guy in the world. Uh, the world of sports, we'll we'll miss him. Uh, I mean, I, I don't watch a, a ton of NBA, but he's one of those guys. He he always made me watch when he was on to to watch his interviews. And I mean, the, the maybe his shtick was okay. I'm going to wear these outfits, but once you got past that, you realized okay, that might draw you in. But it was his personality. And his the fact that he was very good at his job that got you to stick around uh, as a viewer. So Craig Sager, one of the greats, gone gone way too soon, but uh, will be fondly remembered, I think, by anybody who's a fan of sports on television. Inside Sports on six thirty, Chet. It is six thirty eight. Some text here to six thirty six thirty. Corey the Butcher, always love when he texts in. He says, uh, hey, read fun interview with Phil Esposito. But to quote Craig McTavish, listening to him is kind of like trying to tra- take a drink from a fire hose. Ha ha. 
That's from Corey the Butcher. Well, I've never tried to drink from a fire hose. I guess it would depend on what kind of fluid was coming out of it. It's messy. Trust me. Don't oh, do thanks. it. Thanks, Kellen. That's yeah. good to know, buddy. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, Big L says, hey, Reed, as Don Cherry would rightfully say, Phil's a beauty, but out of touch. It's not the equipment. Dancing is a contact sport. Hockey is a collision sport. And these guys are so big and so fast and maybe overly fit because it's such a competitive business. And to the point of being, and it's all to the point of being somewhat prone to injury. It's gone well beyond answering back with a retaliatory stick to the face, which uh, Phil Esposito suggested as uh, a way of players defending themselves. That's the text coming in from the Big L. Of course, you can always call seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Quick update on the uh, out of town scoreboard. This is courtesy of Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, you can visit crystalglass.ca. The Islanders up two one on the Sabers. That's late in the second period. After two, no scoring between the Kings and the Penguins. Early second period, Sharks 3-0 lead on the Montreal Canadiens. 1-1 between the Caps and the Canes. That's in the second period. Three games still to come. The Panthers will play the Avalanche. The Blue Jackets, who are just rolling along, they haven't played though since Tuesday here in Edmonton, are up against Calgary. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, who will visit the Oilers tomorrow night, are set to square off against the struggling Vancouver Canucks. They had that 8-6 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes earlier this week. Uh, always interesting to hear Todd McClellan talk. I, I, I mean, it's it, I actually enjoy watching the Oilers' practices because you can see when they're able to have a more detailed practice like they did today and then you get to watch the game the next day and I'm lucky that I get to go to all the home practices you can often see specific things that they worked on often positionally or ways to defend against an opponent you you often see some of those things in the game the next day I, I know I noticed it earlier this season when they were getting ready to play Vancouver they went into Vancouver, what, I think they won that game 2-0. Uh, I know they were really working on on defending plays that were set up behind the net. I mean, specifically things the Sedins would try to do from below the icing line. And then I saw the Oilers get in a defensive posture, defensive positioning when they played Vancouver that, that worked to take those things away. And I know, I, I know today maybe it wasn't quite that specific to certain positions on the ice, but I think we've heard Todd McClellan emphasizing a lot of the details that need to be taken care of. And certainly, I mean, he mentioned three things in his clip there. Length of shift, getting the puck out of dangerous areas. When there's a pile along the boards, get on the defensive side of it rather than the offensive side of it. And McClellan says we have done a lot of those detailed things and checked harder when we're on the road than we are at home. And he thinks that's why they have a pretty good road record and a mediocre home record at just 7-7-1. Seven, seven, so little details to remember for tomorrow. Little details to remember for tomorrow. I know another discussion around the team has been the use, and in some of you, it's the overuse of Cam Talbot. And I'm, I'm a little bit along those lines. Certainly, you would have liked to see the, the backup play a little bit more. But Todd McClellan doesn't seem the least bit uncomfortable with, with how much Talbot has been playing. I think Cam has been better when he's played more. And Dustin and, and Dustin Schwartz, the goalie coach, and, and the staff, we sat there and looked at some of his numbers and discussed that he's played better when he's played more. Um, that can be dangerous because we've got a lot of hockey left as we go, but um, he's been sharper with more action. He wants to play every night. Um, sometimes you have to protect the player from himself, though. 
and uh, but he has he has produced some pretty good numbers when he's played and been busy. All right, so McClellan doesn't seem to mind that Talbot keeps rolling on. I don't have a problem with Talbot's goaltender. To me, does his play drop off a little bit when he's at the end of a really long stretch? Sure it does. That's probably not unique to Cam Talbot. Um, but I think they're in a position now, games every second night until Christmas, Talbot's probably going to play the rest of the way. Taylor Beck, leading scorer for the Bakersfield Condors, has been called up by the Oilers. Did not get to Edmonton in this morning in time for practice, but McClellan feels that he can add to the team here. Well, he'll, pr- he'll probably play in the bottom six. Uh, but he's a body, a big body that protects pucks well, and right now he's got it going offensively at that level. It doesn't always parlay into to the National Hockey League level, but he feels good about his game offensively and, and on the other side of the puck as well. All indications are he's a full 200-foot player right now, and uh, we could use that in our lineup. Second time this year, Taylor Beck's been called up, got to play against the Detroit Red Wings earlier this season. Eric Griba in the rotation of defensemen this morning. McClellan said, look, we don't know the lineup yet for tomorrow, so not sure if we're going to see Beck, not sure if we're going to see Griba, but there are possibilities. From the way they were going today, it looked like if Griba came in that Matt Benning would come out. I don't know if Benning's necessarily done anything uh, deserving of being pulled out of the lineup, but we have seen McClellan and the coaching staff do that a few times this season. They simply want to get somebody else going a little bit and get them into game action, so somebody who has maybe been playing decently does come out. So those are some things to watch for tomorrow. The Oilers will have a morning skate, and then they face the Lightning on 6.30. Chad with the face-off show at 6.30, and the game will start at 8. A couple other notes from the uh, NHL today. Ottawa's Mike Hoffman, a two-game suspension for cross-checking Logan Couture on Wednesday. Dallas's Cody Eakin, a four-game suspension for charging Rangers goalie Henrik Lundqvist last night. That was kind of a nasty one, plowed into Lundqvist behind the net. Former Oiler, now Maple Leafs defenseman Martin Marincin. He'll be out four to six weeks with a lower body injury. You can text 630-630, phone number 780-496-0063. Matt Dunnigan coming up at the top of the hour. We have a Christmas-themed segment when we get back. What are you going to buy the golfer in your life? We'll get some tips. Serving Edmonton and making Christmas dreams come true for more than 60 years. We are 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. Santa'sAnonymous.ca delivery weekend is this weekend. All going out of the Jerry Forbes Center for Community Spirit, 12122 68th Street. Of course, uh, drivers still uh, always welcome. Can never have enough. So if you want to participate, uh, head down or check out SantasAnonymous.ca. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630. Chet, thanks so much for tuning in tonight. You can always text 630-630. You can email InsideSports at 630Ched.com. Western Hockey League game tonight. The Oil Kings about to get going at Rogers Place against Lethbridge. The Toronto Raptors in action tonight. Not looking good. Atlanta up on the wraps. 69-52 at halftime. Atlanta coming in 12-13. and Toronto 18 and 7. Well, Christmas is uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday already, Kellen Kennedy. My goodness. Well, uh, if uh, you may or may, if you listen to a sports show, you you may, you, there's a good chance you might golf occasionally or know somebody who golfs. So that's the spirit of our next segment as we welcome Taylor Sinski. He's the director of golf at the Quarry Edmonton. Taylor, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? 
I'm well, Reed. Thanks. How about yourself? Doing well. I, I know you probably thought you were ready of me for the winter. You gave me those <laughs> lessons. I was off and running. But no, I'm bugging you in the middle of December. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. You, you you're just kind of keep hanging around. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going until I can break par consistently. I'm not going away. So you may be in touch with me for. So a few I'm not going to hold my breath then. <laughs> hey, uh, Taylor, wanted to have some fun with you here. Christmas coming up next weekend, and uh, if you have a golfer in your family. They they probably will appreciate some sort of, of, of golf gift, and I, and I know uh, you told me you had some ideas. So let's start here. You know, maybe you want to spend, you know, not an outrageous amount on somebody. It's uh, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. I don't know. What am I thinking? Is there like a, a nice golf ball? Maybe somebody, something, somebody, a ball somebody wouldn't buy for themselves that might make a nice gift? Yeah, I think so. I mean, everyone loves the uh, the high-end ball that guys are playing on tour. Um, for me, it's the uh, TaylorMade Tour Preferred Golf Ball. Uh, they make a Tour Preferred and a Tour Preferred X, so it's uh, one's a little harder, one's a little softer, and everyone loves getting that golf ball that they can see Dustin Johnson and uh, those guys playing on tour. So I think that's something guys would like or ladies would like, and that's uh, around the $60 mark for a dozen of those. And now if, I, if I'm your everyday golfer, which, which I am, am I going to notice that, or is there an element to my game that that might affect? Yeah, you know what, in, in all honesty, you're probably not going to get the, the best, uh, the same performance out of it as a, as a guy on TV will. Um, but for lots of people, it's just the, uh, the, the mental side of it, knowing that you're playing that good ball. So uh, people love doing it, and uh, you're probably going to get the same performance out of a, a ball that's maybe $15, $20 cheaper a dozen, but uh, everyone loves the, the high-end tour ball. Yeah, it's nice to say that you're using it, that's for sure. Exactly. Okay, so maybe maybe you got a little more money lying around for the golfer in your family or it's someone you're a little closer to. So I don't know. In my mind, that goes up to: Do you buy somebody a club? Is it is a driver or putter a nice addition to the bag here? Yeah, I mean uh, the the most common golf club that people flip out of their bags is the driver. Uh, every year, they seem to be getting better and better. Um, again, for me, it's the TaylorMade uh, M1 or M2. The M1 is an adjustable driver with carbon fiber. Um, everyone on tour is using it tiger and and rory are using the tailor-made driver now uh not even having them pay them so very good golf club the m2 is the same type of driver a little bit cheaper about 100 bucks less and um not adjustable but a little bit more forgiving than the m1 okay so those will run you what three four hundred probably for a good driver yeah next year even a little bit more they put more carbon fiber on them so you're looking upwards of five to six hundred bucks okay and what about i'm curious about putters there are so many sizes and shapes of putters out there right yeah yeah and most people don't take the time to go through a pop, proper putter fitting however it's um, it would be beneficial if people did, but uh, one putter that's out there that everyone loves is the biggest name brand is the Scotty Cameron putter. Uh, there is a ton of men and women on tour using uh, that putter. Um, pretty much every golf professional in the city will have one. And um, if you've got it in your budget to spend 500 plus dollars on a putter, then that would be a, a heck of a gift for Christmas. Okay, Taylor Sinski, Director of Golf at the Core, joining us on Inside Sports. All right, so let's let's think big here. Uh, maybe you win the lottery this weekend <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> and uh, you got the golfer in your life. What's the ultimate uh, getaway, and how realistic is it for possibly someone to purchase that and do that in 2017? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think the ultimate getaway for a, a golf fan and a, a fan of the sport in general is uh, going to Augusta National. Now, obviously, that's not a golf course that you or I could just go play. Um, so just being on the grounds of that uh, Masters tournament would be the greatest thing to uh, to give to someone if you've got it in your budget and a package to go to the masters will probably run you somewhere around eight five to eight thousand dollars conservatively um for a four or five day pass and um and then you've got to then you've got to have some accommodations down there so it's not a not a cheap trip but something that uh, i've been lucky enough to to experience so i know it's uh it's something you would never forget, uh, definitely, in your life. What memory stays with you the most of, of going to the Masters, Taylor? You know, uh, being there, you, you hear all everything about it all the time, about how perfect it is, and you see how perfect it is on TV, but um, you just don't realize just how perfect it really is and, and i mean it in every sense of the word is there's not a blade of grass that's out of place the elevation changes there would blow someone's mind if they if they haven't been down there before you see it on tv a little bit but it really doesn't do it justice how much undulation is in that entire golf course well those are great suggestions uh i'm gonna go check my bank account right now maybe some <laughs> extra money appeared in there and i'm going to augusta in april appreciate your time buddy <laughs> thanks for having me on reed that's Taylor Sinsky, director of golf at the Quarry Edmonton. So you can get some uh, golf balls. You could got a suggestion for a driver or a putter. Or, hey, there's a last-minute gift idea for somebody. Trip to the Masters to put in their, in their stocking. Yeah, you got a week to figure it out, right? Why not? Kellen, what golf course would you visit if you could visit anyone in the world? Oh. You're not up. You don't play at all, do you? No, no, no. I've, I've, I've just a if any if I even qualifies a casual observer of the sport, it's just well because you thought bit, Greg but, Norman was still a player. Yeah, exactly. So when we did a golf, I don't draft. know. You know, experiencing Augusta would be probably the ultimate. That would be, you know, that's the Super Bowl of golf, right? So that that's the big one, right? And and uh, Taylor brought up a good point that that. Even once you're in person, apparently the elevation changes and the rolling hills are just more dramatic than even show up on TV. So a few ideas there from Taylor Sinsky, everybody. Last-minute shopping ideas here on Inside Sports. We can combine Christmas shopping and sports. That's how diverse we are. Matt Dunnigan, former Eskimos quarterback, coming up. He was uh, part of a very important concussion conference last week. He's going to fill us in on that. And our Heroes of 2016 feature continues with Jen Kish, captain of the Canadian bronze medal winning rugby sevens team this summer in Rio. We'll catch up with her as well, and we'll update the NHL scoreboard when we get back. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.